discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. guide and lead us in every single statement. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness. And we produce results, we produce fruits on every sphere of our lives. Thank you for correction. Thank you for instruction in righteousness. Thank you for rebuke. Thank you for reproof. Thank you for great grace ministered to all of us. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope everybody's fine. I've missed everybody. Yes, it's good to be back. Thank you. I don't know. I've been sharing concerning learning the fear of the Lord, isn't it? I've not finished, so I'm going to continue. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I hope you've been learning something um, from the previous sessions that we've had. I've been sharing some things from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, um, from verse 1. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, from verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, from verse 1. Can you read it to me? One to go. So he's letting you know that the, the experience of those who were in the wilderness okay, was an experience that all of them had. The first thing he mentions, go to, go to verse 1. The first thing he mentions is that they were all, says, more of a brethren, I would not say that you should. He's talking to brethren, he's talking to Christians, he's talking to people who are born again, not people who are not born again. Okay, you have to get that straight. He's talking to people who are born again. So he says that I would not have you ignorant to be ignorant because a lot of Christians are ignorant of certain things. So how that all our fathers were under the cloud. All of them were under the cloud. The cloud is a, a representation of the spirit. Okay, all of them were born, you know, or were in the spirit. They were under the spirit. The spirit of God had an influence upon their lives. He says, and all passed through the sea. They all passed through the sea. The sea represented their new birth. Okay? The sea represented their new birth. So he says, and we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Moses was their savior. So they were all baptized or they were all, they were all brought to Moses through the cloud or through the spirit and through the born again experience. Hallelujah. So they had a spiritual experience with God. 
Then he says in the next verse that they all did eat the same spiritual meat. They all ate of the same meal. That is the manna. The manna represents the word of God. They all, they all knew the word of God. They all studied the word of God. They were all exposed to the word of God. Okay? Then he says, and they all did drink the same spiritual drink. They had the influence of the spirit inside them. They knew God. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. They had experiences with God. Then the next verse says, but with many of them, God was not well pleased. Meaning that there are Christians that God is not well pleased with. You are a child of God. That's what that, that fact is, is, is there. It's a fact. Okay? But um, there's more than just being a child of God. Being a child of God is very important. Having that understanding is very important. But there's more. See, there's more. There's more. Say to neighbor, there's more. There's more. Yeah, there's always more. You can't just live your life however you want to. Okay? And he shows us so many things concerning their lives. Why? He says, but with many of them, God was so well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness or strewn in the desert. They were, they were thrown down in the desert. They couldn't end up where God wanted them to end up. God's vision for them was to take them out of Egypt and take them to the land of Canaan. That is the land that flows with milk and honey. But most of them could not get there. It was only those who were 20 years and below who could get there. All those who were uh, 21 above couldn't get to the promised land. All of them died in the desert. They were all taken out of Egypt, but they couldn't end up where they were supposed to end up. Why? He shows us various reasons why they had that kind of experience. Okay? Go to verse, um, go to verse 11. He says, now all these things, the things that he's going to talk about concerning them, he says, now all these things happened unto them for examples. What happened to them are examples to Christians today. And they are written for our admonishing. What does it mean to admonish someone? Sorry? To warn or to what? To reprove or to caution. It's a caution for everybody. Hallelujah. It's a caution for every child. It says their experiences are cautions for us. It's just like a, a child who uh, uh, is going to touch bare wire, electricity wire. What do you think will happen to the child? It will fry. Isn't it? Yeah, so the, there are cautions there. People have had that kind of experience. And the experience are examples for us. So you don't touch electricity wires. How, who, how many of you do that when you wake up in the morning? <gasps> and you touch a wire. <laughs> to just receive some strength and continue your life. Do you do that? You don't do that. No, you can't, you can't do that. It's, it's a very serious thing. You will be in trouble if you touch it. So he says... It is written for admonishing upon whom the ends of the world are come. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. The word word is aeon. Ages. Upon whom the conclusion. We are the final group in all the ages. There have been so many dispensations in the world. Okay? There are seven broad dispensations in the Bible. Or seven broad periods in the Bible. Every dispensation or period has its own rules that God gives. For instance, during Adam's time, when Adam was created, Adam was the certain dispensation called the dispensation of innocence. He didn't know any other thing apart from God. He was only God conscious. Okay? He knew the devil, but then he was not exposed to the knowledge of good and evil. He was innocent. 
And the rule that was given, every dispensation has a rule that is given. If you break that rule, you are in trouble. The rule that was given to him, or the law that was given to Adam was, don't touch this tree. And Adam failed. What did he do? He partook of the tree, isn't it? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's good and evil. Good and evil are the same tree. Meaning that good and evil is not what we are supposed to live by. We are supposed to live by the God, the consciousness of God in us. That's what we are supposed to live by. Because good and evil varies depending on which area you live. Or you don't know. Depending on the part of the world you are, good, okay, is variable. It varies. I had a, I had a vision recently. And uh, I was somewhere. This, the vision was so many years from now. Okay. And some people, two guys that I knew, were marrying. Do you understand what I said? Two guys that I knew were getting married. And everybody was happy about right here in this country. Everybody was very happy about it. Oh, congratulations. Thank God for your life. And it was being done in a church. You see how you are reacting to it. It's like, ah, what's, what is the meaning of that? Because it's not normal here. Travel some few miles away from this country, and it is normal. Do you get it? It's a good thing. In fact, people are being jailed for not marrying, I mean, presiding over the marriage, the marriage ceremony. Oh, people are being, for not doing cake for them, wedding cake for them, they are jailed. Or you don't know. Yeah, it's a very serious thing. It's good there, but it's not good here. Yeah, it's not good here. You get it? So good and evil is not really what God wants for us. There's more. He wants us to be conscious of him. And Adam dwelt in innocence. And the rule was, don't take this. And he did. So he failed. Then, then he was ushered into another dispensation. What is the dispensation of sacrifice? Okay? So many dispensations. Then Abraham's time was a dispensation of promise. Okay? Then there was government before. Government was with respect to Noah. Hallelujah. In Noah's time, the rule was that nobody should kill anybody. If you kill any other man, another man will judge you. That was a rule that God gave. <laughs> and it culminated in a man called Nimrod, who was a killer of men, hunter of men. <laughs> he broke the law so much that he was just killing everybody. And God got fed up with them and called Abraham, started something new with Abraham. And out of Abraham, another dispensation called the dispensation of the law came. Have you seen it? Then out of the dispensation of the law, there's another dispensation which we are now. It's called the dispensation of grace. Hallelujah. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. We are in the dispensation of grace now. And the rules that govern grace are different from the rules that govern the law. We don't live our lives according to do's and don'ts. We live our lives according to the grace of God. According to the fact that God is in us and God is helping us live the way he wants us to live. Do you understand? Uh, so this scripture in verse 11, not verse 12, verse 11, which says that, now all these things happen unto them for examples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. In other words, we are the last age to be able to learn from these group of people. Apart from us, no other group can learn from what happened to them in the desert. Because the next age after us is the age of the kingdom or the dispensation of the kingdom, which is a thousand year reign of Christ here on earth. Okay? Then after the dispensation of the kingdom, then we enter into eternity. Hallelujah. So we are the only ones who can learn. Apart from us, nobody else can learn from what happened to them. And I started mentioning to you, I used two Sundays to talk about the first one. Go back to verse 5, I think. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. 
for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Next verse. Now these things were written for examples. Yes, to the intent that we should not last after evil things as they also last. So the first thing, the first problem they had, that church had, the, the people in the children of Israel in the wilderness are called the church in the wilderness. It was a church. Okay? Pastored by Moses. Just like we have a, a church today. Not, not, I'm not talking about just this love economy church sitting here. I'm talking about the body of Christ in general. Okay? It's a church being led by Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the first problem they had because they didn't fear God was that they lasted after evil things. They lasted after evil things. And I've explained that plenty already. So I want to go to the next thing so that we can, we can go forward. Okay? He says, neither be idolaters. The next thing that happens when there's no fear of God in the church is idolatry. It's not idolatry for people outside the church. He's talking about people in the church. Not outside, in the church. Say in the church. Say it again, in the church. It's not outside, it's in the church. Have you ever read your Bible concerning the five wise virgins and the five foolish virgins? How many of you have ever read it? If you haven't, let me show you. Matthew chapter 25. It's not, it's not a problem if you haven't. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 1. Matthew 25 from verse 1. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, what is he talking about? If you remember, I have told you, Two weeks ago, I told you how that the church is the bride of Christ. Or the church is in preparation to be the bride of Christ. Isn't it? For instance, a 14-year-old girl cannot be given out to marry. Isn't it? There are some things that she must develop before she's given out in marriage. The things that are demanded in marriage are things that she may not be able to meet. Isn't it? So she must be given an opportunity to grow and develop in order to become a bride. But she can be espoused to someone to marry. Do you understand an espousal? Uh She can be given as a promise. She can be betrothed to somebody that, oh, when she's 25, she will marry this man. But then the marriage is organized, the beginning of the marriage is organized when she's like 10 years old. In Israel, it was done. And it's something that is done in most cultures. Okay, so sometimes even when a child is born, Eight days later, a man will come with the son and say that this is the girl my son is going to marry. She, he doesn't know how beautiful he's going to, she's going to look. doesn't know anything. But they just, immediately she's betrothed to that person. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the, even though the betrothal has happened, the marriage, the actual marriage will happen on a certain day. And from the, that day that she's betrothed to that day, she's, she's expected to grow and develop. The day we were betrothed to God for marriage or betrothed to Christ for marriage was the day we became born again, the day the church started. Okay? Now, from that day to the time Jesus comes back again, we are to develop. If we don't develop, he can't marry us. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So, all, Christi- all the things concerning Christianity, especially the development of the church, to be given out in marriage to Christ. So, in 2 Corinthians 11, 3. But I fear... Go to, let's read from verse 1. It would be nicer from verse 1. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy for I have espoused you to one husband. Have you seen it? Have what? Espoused you to one husband that I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. This is Paul talking. 
But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled him through his absentee, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So we are, we are being given over into marriage to Christ. So what we are going to read in Matthew 25 is actually the representation of the church. It's a symbol of the church. So Jesus began it by saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto this. The kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of God that exists, that exists on earth. Church is serious business. It's very serious business. Your, li- your very life depends on it. You need to play with, play with the things of God. You'll be shocked. Your very life depends on it. And that's the problem we have in the body of Christ now. Yeah, people are disinterested. They don't really care about a lot of things. You are in trouble. You don't know. I'm telling you. Okay? Right, so I'm, I'm telling you what God has said. So that you'll be very careful with your life. You won't just live anyhow. You think life is just the way it is. We are just going. No, it's more than that. It's not just eating and drinking. I'll show you. Then shall the kingdom of heaven. So he calls it the kingdom of what? The kingdom of heaven. It's the kingdom of heaven. There are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God. And then there's the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is the, is the bigger coverage area of God. Or the rulership of God. Which includes beings in heaven, beings on earth, and beings throughout the universe. That's the kingdom of God. Okay? And the kingdom of heaven is like, because it's called the kingdom of heaven, you think that one is supposed to be the other, the other one. The kingdom of heaven actually includes men. And the kingdom of heaven was begun by Jesus Christ when he came on earth. It began when he died and rose again. The kingdom of heaven, in heaven includes men and angels that are assigned to them with God. So the kingdom of heaven one day shall be submitted to the kingdom of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what, whenever you see the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto this. Jesus is talking about the church actually. So it's like, then shall the kingdom of heaven be, heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. So they are going to meet, they are going for their wedding. They are going to meet their bridegroom, their husband. Next verse. And five of them were wise. So in the whole of the body of Christ, there are five that are wise. And there are five that are foolish. He says, and five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Half of the church is foolish. And half of the church is wise. Half. In every con- and it reflects in every congregation as well. Half of the congregation could be wise, half of the congregation could be foolish. What is he talking about? Is he talking about foolishness with respect to you not knowing what to do with your life? No, there's more. It's something higher. Look at the next verse. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. The lamps were needed for the wedding. Everybody needs the lamp for the wedding. What is the lamp? The lamp is your own life and how you are living your life here on earth. It represents your very life today. Your life today. Your life yesterday, your life tomorrow, your life five years from now, ten years from now. Your very life. Okay? So if you've noticed, all of them had lamps. Hallelujah. But the five who were foolish did not take oil. They didn't have any oil, extra oil. They had oil in their lamps, but they didn't have... Okay, let me read it. But the wives took oil in their vessels with their lamps. So the wives had vessels. They had extra vessels and which had oil. The foolish had only the lamps. They didn't have any vessel and hence they didn't have any oil, extra oil. So what does it mean? We have our life. Everybody has his life. One life to live, one life, one life. We all have one life to live. And all of us are living our lives. Okay? But there are a certain group of people in the church who know that their life that they are living now has a certain reflection on a certain day. 
they are, they are into doing extra things, not what everybody else does. Everybody marries. Everybody goes to school. Everybody marries. Everybody go, works. Everybody does everything. You get it. There are things that uh, your fathers or your mothers have done that you would definitely do. Everybody builds, isn't it? Everybody will buy a car. Whether you believe it or not, you buy a car. You'll be surprised that you'll be... This morning when I woke up, I sat in one another car. I have two cars. I sat in one car. I mean, 10 years ago, I didn't have anything. I was walking. Those are things that we don't pray much about. They come as you grow. <laughs> they come as you grow. You don't have to struggle so much for them. It's normal. It's part of life. You'll be surprised that no matter how terrible looking your face is, someone will fall in love with you. It's normal. It's normal. You'll be surprised. No matter how flat your chest is as a lady, you'll be surprised that that's what someone likes. So change your prayer topic. Stop praying about those things. <laughs> it's, it's normal. You'll be surprised that you'll be having children. You don't have to worry about children. You, you have children, you, all those things. It's not, these are normal things that are normal in life. You get it? Uh-huh. You need some oil. Yes, for that. You need, the oil represents the Holy Spirit. You need, you need some oil. You need some anointing for some of those things. And everybody has it. It's all, it's all it's, it's in the lamp. But there's extra. There's extra. Say there's extra. What you do with your life in the house of God and for God is the extra. Okay? There are Christians who are not even aware of the fact that we are all ministers of God and we are all supposed to do something in the kingdom of God. They are not aware. So they've not even started doing anything for themselves. They are not getting any credit for the life that is to come. You are just living on this life. It's finished. When you finish this one, it's gone. Yet there are wise ones who know that when they preach someone, they preach to someone and bring someone to church, they will get more. That's the extra. So, but the wives took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Next verse. While the bridegroom tarried, the bridegroom always tarries. The bridegroom, Jesus has been gone for years. It's been 2,000 years, almost 2,000 years. It's not yet 2,000 years since Jesus rose from the dead. How many of you know that? It's not yet 2,000 years. Jesus died at 33 and a half. He was born... 2,000 years ago from two, year 2000. The year Jesus was born was AD 0. Do you understand? When he says 10, 1 was AD 1. We are in AD 2018. So at this time, 2,000 years ago, Jesus was just 18 years old. He had not even yet started his ministry. So 2030 is the, day, is the time that Jesus started his ministry 2,000 years ago. And 2033 will be the time that Jesus died. 2033 and a half. The time that he died and rose from the dead. So the actual, so a lot of preachers are expecting something grand to happen in 2033. Those who know the calculation, proper calculation, know. It's not yet 2,000 years. Okay? It's not yet 2,000 years. So Jesus has been gone for years. He's not come. And the church has been left on its own. To do whatever it wills or wants to do. If you want to follow what he wants you to do, fine. If you don't want to follow what he wants you to do, too, fine. It, de- it depends on you. So that, that's what that represents. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. The word slumbered and slept means that they all died. All of them died. Okay? Now, when all of them died, all of a sudden, next verse, look at the next verse. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom come and go ye out to meet him. At midnight, when nobody was expecting him to come, then he came. At a time when nobody was expecting him to come, then he came. 
And when he came, there was a cry made. Everybody, all those of you who are, you are out here to marry this bridegroom, it's time to marry him now. So rise up and come and come and meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. That represents the resurrection. They all rose and trimmed their lamps. When they trimmed their lamps, or when they, you see the lamp was with them. It was burning. It's gone. It, it went out. So they trimmed it. They are trying to put it back on. When they tried to put it back on, the five had, five wives had their lives coming back on. The five who were not wise had their lives not coming back on. So look at it. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, for our lambs are gone out. Our lambs have died. We don't have light anymore. But the wise answered saying, no, not so. Lest there be not enough for us and you. There can be, what I do in the kingdom of God cannot be shared with my wife. No, no, no. There's nothing like uh, uh, union, union reward. No. What a, you, you are not one. Haven't you read the Bible? The Bible says that marriage only exists here on earth. It says that in the kingdom of heaven, they are like the angels. They neither marry nor are given in, given in marriage. So when you enter there, it's, it's not, there's nothing like that. There are things, there are rewards we we'll get together for raising our, child, our children well. Making them follow the Lord. You will you'll be, you'll be, you'll be judged for not raising your children well or raising them well. You, there are plenty of judgments for us to face. Hallelujah. Yeah. What you have will not be shared with anybody. So it's in your own interest. Sometimes some people want us to beg them before they even come to church. There's something wrong. You don't know this. That's why you are behaving like that. You are into idolatry. I'm going to show it to you. These people, these people, he says, go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Go to those who sell. There are, there are people called the sons of oil. Those, there are people who teach in heaven. In heaven, there are teachings. There's extra classes that is being done right now in heaven. They are called sons of oil. That's where you can purchase oil. That's where you can get to know all the things you miss here on earth. You have to go and learn them there in heaven. And you will not get the period. The period to learn is not as short as it is in the, in the world. It's longer. Some people have been there for a thousand years. They are still learning. They are still learning about faith. They are still learning about healing. They are still learning about so many things. Because without that, you can't be added to the kingdom of God proper, proper. So the heaven that we are going to is not just... Look at, look at their end. Look at the next verse. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to, be mar- to the marriage. And the doors were shut. This represents the marriage supper of the Lamb. I've told you, I told you two weeks ago. There's a marriage supper of the Lamb. There's a day coming when we'll be sitting down with God on a table dining with him. Those who end up there, it's not everybody who ends up there. Revelation chapter 19 verse 7. It says, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. Have you seen it? And his wife has made herself ready. So the wife, we are the wife. We must make ourselves ready. Next verse. Let, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine lining, clean and white. For the fine lining is the righteousnesses of saints. The way, it says righteous, it's righteousnesses of saints. What it means is that the works, the doings, what they did, all the dancing you have been dancing, there are rewards for you. All the evangelism that you have been going for, there are rewards for you. If I decide not to do anything in the kingdom of God, I'll also not be giving anything in the kingdom of God. It's as simple as ABCD. Ah, do, you, do you expect to be paid for something you have not done? No, don't be a foolish person. There are a lot of Christians who are, they know that they are born again. They know that they are children of God. They know that they have the Holy Spirit. They know that everything is going to work for, them, for their good. So they don't care about God anymore. They do their own thing. They live their lives the way they want to live their lives. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Yeah, they just mess up. Everybody just doing whatever he or she wants to do. Next verse, look at the next verse. And he said unto me, right, blessed are they which are called unto the mindset of the Lamb. It's not everybody who is called. Five will miss it. And five will make it. Which one do you want to be? It's your, it's your choice. It's everybody's choice. Serious business. It's up to you. 
Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto them, unto me, these are the true sayings of God. These are the true sayings of God. It cannot be missed. It's going to happen live in your life one day. You will not be here forever. One day you will check out. You will slumber and sleep. You will die. What will your life be after this place? It is, it is dependent on what you do with your life today. So ministry and doing things for the Lord, especially now, is not corporate. It's not like, oh, that's why I move around without having anybody to talk to me. I know these things. You lack understanding. That's a problem. Hallelujah. But uh, this is what I'm being prompted to tell you. Is it, and remember, I'm not preaching to just this place. It's going to be on podcast. So all of our members everywhere will listen to it. I'm preaching to the church. Okay? There are things I preach just to these people, to, to you. It's just for you. Every other person knows. But this one is for everybody. So I'm not talking to I'm talking to everybody who listens to this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says that, listen, the church in the wilderness, <laughs> it's not all of them who ended up there. In the land of Canaan. In the land that was flowing with milk and honey. They couldn't get there. They died in the desert. He says, let us fear. Let us be careful as well. Their first problem was that they didn't, they didn't fear God. So they ended up into all kinds of lust, foolish things. Foolish things. They are Christians who are into foolish things. Everything some. They are Christians. It is the truth. They are Christians. They are born again. They have given their lives to Christ. But they like, fully, they like the world. You get it? Yeah. Some songs are preventing you from inheriting some things. Oh yes, because that's, you are listening to songs that stir you up onto foolishness. Music has a power. It can stir you up either onto good or to foolishness. You're always thinking about sex. Why? Because you're always watching porn. Every time. It's not, you're a Christian. Porn is not for evil people. It's also, Christians are also doing things. Don't like my message. I don't know. It was not only done for evil people. It's everybody. Yeah. And there are people in the church. That is their life. I saw a video recently of a man who was watching porn in church. You've seen it too? Yeah. He was watching porn in church. What was the pastor was preaching? He was watching porn. Is he not a Christian? He's a Christian. Where do you think he will be? No. Where do you think he will be? Neither be idolaters. What does it mean? He says, neither be idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. This is idolatry. I'm not the one saying it. The Bible says, neither be idolaters as were some of them. It wasn't all of them. Some of them were idolaters. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Let me explain it to you. This particular phrase is actually found in Exodus chapter 32. Let's read Exodus chapter 32 from verse 1. Okay, Exodus 32 from verse 1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, Moses had gone to go and meet God to go and collect the Ten Commandments for their living. When he went, they waited day one. He wasn't coming back. Two. He wasn't coming back. Three. He wasn't coming Day 20, he was still not coming back. So they came. And that, that's, that's, you see, Moses is a type of Christ. Moses is a, is a typology of Jesus Christ. Okay? So Moses had gone to go and receive the kingdom, receive something that was glorious for them. Like Christ has left us and has gone. Christ should be here with us, but he's not here. What is he doing? He says that I'm, I'm creating a place for you. Isn't it? I'm making a place for you. I'm setting things in place to come and come and take you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same thing. In Christ's absence, these are the things that happen. In Moses' absence. Moses delayed. Look at it. He says he delayed to come down out of the mount. Just like Christ is delaying. Is Christ not delaying? He just delayed. 
If you don't see it, I'm saying it. I'm saying, watch it. Someone said, if Jesus, Jesus type of soon. There's something called the Jesus type of soon. When you say, oh, I'll be back soon. They'll ask you, is it the Jesus type? <laughs> to know whether it will be very, <laughs> very long or short. <laughs> Someone said, even if Jesus was coming in a wheelbarrow, he, he should be around by now. If he was coming on a wheelbarrow, he should be here by now. He has delayed that, that, that he's not coming. Because of his, the, the seeming delay. He says, and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron. Who is Aaron? Aaron is the pastor in the church. Okay, Aaron is a pastor. So everything that is going to be said here has everything to do with the priest in the house of God. How many churches have you gone to and have heard these things that I'm telling you? Any. A lot of pastors don't talk about these things. They are into motivational speaking. Yeah. How you can get the next car. Every prophecy is about a car. Every prophecy is about a house. Every prophecy is about something. Which is, all, they are all earthly. Traveling, visa. Why are people queuing and paying all kinds of things? They are paying all kinds of things because of worldly things. Things that are in this world. They are only earthbound. Listen, people don't pray for marriage. It comes. If only you will keep yourself well, you have someone coming to marry you. Uh, some ladies have bad attitude. Christians, bad. Your attitude smells. That's why nobody wants to marry you. You get it? That's why nobody wants to marry you. It's not because... It's not because of something else. I mean, your attitude is just bad. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you change your attitude, you realize that it will just attract some people. Yeah. Your breasts are to be enjoyed by someone. Come on, enjoy it. Yes. When the right person comes, you see. You see him enjoying You see, ah, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And when the people saw that Moses was, was delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto, and said unto him, Up! Mr. Minister, up! Make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. We, we don't know what has become Jesus is not coming. We don't know what has become of him. Let's live our lives. Let's live our lives. So Aaron answered to them. Next verse. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. They all had earrings, chains, necklaces, everything. Sons, daughters, men, everybody had. Where did they get them from? The day Israel was leaving Egypt, the Bible says that God put their fear in the children of Egypt. And the children of Egypt gave all their jewelry to Israel. It was something that was even prophesied to Abraham Years before, more than 400 years before, that Abraham, you see, Abraham had a covenant with God. The day that the covenant was ratified, actually, God made Abraham fall in a deep sleep and he gave him a dream, or gave him a vision. And he saw his children in, in bondage in Egypt before it happened. And God said that, I'm taking your children to be in bondage in Egypt for some years. But when they are coming out, I'll bring them out with great wealth. That's what God said to Abraham. So the day Israel was getting out of Egypt, the Bible says that God made Israel, the, Egypt, the Egyptians had the fear of Egypt. So they gave them all their jewelry. All their jewelry. That is one of the things that made the Egyptians follow them later on. Because they started like, ah, what happened to us? Because within some two hours, everybody just gave everything that they had to them. That like, get out of this place. We don't want to see you here again. The earrings and the necklaces was given to them because of the temple of God. Because of the house of God. The earrings, the necklaces and all that was given because of the temple of God. If you read on, if you go to Exodus chapter 35, when 
Moses was calling for offerings for the, king, for his, for the building of the tabernacle, the first thing the people give were their earrings, their necklaces, the, ne- the ones that were left. They give it for the building of the temple. That's why they were given those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all the people broke off their golden earrings, which were in, in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. Look at the next verse. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with the, with the graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And he said, These be thy gods. A molten calf was made by Aaron with the gold. Okay? A golden cow. Cow. Is that saying it's cow? A golden cow. Small cow is calf. <laughs> These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. They, said they attributed what God did for them to the golden image that they had made, that they had created by themselves. Now, what does this mean? Okay, look at the next thing. Look at the next thing. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. Aaron built an altar before the calf. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early. Have you seen this? You remember we saw it in 1 Corinthians 10. And they rose up early on the morrow, on the, on the following day, and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and to play. And rose up to play. The Bible says that they, they played so hard and sang so hard that even Moses heard it in the mountain. The whole earth was shaking. Boom, 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 boom. So it's not easy. They, they had organized a serious drink up. <laughs> you think drink ups began today? It began a long time ago. <laughs> yes, because you see, the, a calf, a calf represents feasting. The representation of a calf is feasting. How many of you remember the story concerning the prodigal son? Yeah. When the prodigal son left and went to Rome about and stole all his father's goods and all that and came back. When the father saw him, he went to clothe him with his uh, lining, royal clothes, and gave him a ring and all that. After that, he told his servants to go and find a calf and kill it because the son has come back so that they can be feasting in his house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 18, Abraham was sitting in front of his own house and he saw three people, but he recognized by the spirit that that was God and his angels. So he invited them. As soon as they, he invited them to come to his house, he went to his own uh, uh, pen and then collected, got a calf and killed it for feasting for God. So calf represents feasting, joy. That was why they were happy. They were so excited. They were excited because they had made the golden image of joy. A representation of celebration. Feasting. Let us enjoy ourselves. Let us just have fun. Do you, do you understand? That is, what, that is the idolatry. The idolatry is let us just have fun. Let us enjoy ourselves. Christ is not coming. Let us just be happy. Let us do what we like. Let us do whatever we feel like doing. And the amazing thing is that they were doing it with what the talents that God had given to them, the gifts that God had given to them, they were using the, those gifts that were meant for the house of God to enjoy themselves, enrich themselves, and be happy. Do you understand? That, that, is, that, is, that was the idolatry. That was what they were doing. Like you have in the body of Christ today. Someone can sing. But he would, listen, he thinks that the choir, you know that the choir that is singing, you can sing better than they can. But you will never ever give that your talent to God. You will use it for yourself. You prefer going for, we had someone calling to uh, ask for money to go and sing at Stars of the Future or something like that. You can sing in the house, you don't want to sing in the house of God, but you want to go and sing somewhere else. 
Your body that was given, the Bible says that, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Who is in you? Whom you have received from God? You are not of your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body and with your spirit, which are God's. That same body is what we used to do. Snapchat, you will be shaking your bottoms. I'm not talking about unbelievers. Listen, unbelievers are there. They should be there. I'm talking about children of God. Okay? You, are, you promote yourself. You want more hits on your page. So, you show your, you show your bottoms. Like that. And show your face. The talents has been given. You can do things on the computer, but you will never use it for the house of God. Never. We can court where our mouths are dry. Media, come and help us to do... You will never mind. You have talent, but you prefer using it for Ecobank. Or you prefer using it for another place. Where you can, you can enjoy yourself and be happy. Where you can be paid and... That's why people are saying, okay, you can play the drums, but you don't want to play it. You can play the keyboard. You want us to beg you before you play it. You are worshipping yourself with the talents that God has given to you. That it was not given... Listen, the jewels were given to them to build the temple of God, to build the house of God. The first thing they did was to beautify themselves with it. They used it as earrings. It wasn't, for, it wasn't even supposed to be used as earrings. It wasn't even supposed to be used on them. But the first thing they did was to use it on them. On themselves. You are smart. Your ideas can do a lot in the house of God. I'm not the only one to, to do things. One Life Jam, I didn't, I'm not the one who began One Life Jam. Pastor Kobe, it was an idea from Pastor Kobe. Yeah. And it has become what it is now. Can you imagine the ideas you have that can be used to help the kingdom of God? Yeah. You have plenty. Plenty. But I think I'm going in a certain way because you, have, you are keeping to yourself. You are using what God has given to you to beautify yourself. It is so common in the body of Christ. So common. Everybody's just doing, let us eat and drink tomorrow we die. Feasting, playing. In the absence of Christ, we are supposed to be working, not playing. Jesus said, occupy till I come. Work till I come. Do something before I come. Everybody's beautifying themselves. Today, WhatsApp is many people's God. The, the, listen, the first thing you do when you wake up is to look, is look at WhatsApp. Be, be honest. Just be honest with yourself. WhatsApp, Facebook, something. Instagram. So God is in serious competition for your attention with all these things. Facebook, you're always looking at your face inside the book. Always. They beautify themselves with it. And that was not enough. So they made the golden cow to represent what they believe. Feasting. Let us be happy. Whatever makes you happy. So there are pastors who can't reprimand people. Yeah. They are doing foolish things. We can't reprimand. But we don't reprimand. Whatever makes you happy. Because if we remind you, the tithe will not come. The offering will not come. Some other things will not come. So there are a lot of preachers. They know that their, their members are into fraud. They know. Oh. Even now, there are directions. There is a contract to fraud people. Yeah, if you touch, they call it touching keyboard, touching keys. If you can touch keys, they will just pray for you, Charlie, so I can defraud the next girl. Yeah. So whatever, it's called whatever makes you happy. You get it? Whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy, you are liberty. Just be happy. Be happy. Be happy with yourself. Don't mind God. Don't mind God. And even the, it's, it's so serious because it comes from the pastor. You see, Aaron is the one who fashioned it. Aaron is the one who made it. He fashioned it. And he said that, listen, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. 
It's a feast to the Lord. Even those who are also singing are not singing because or doing something that has to God. They are not doing it because they love God. They do it because they want to be seen. They are doing it because they want to be seen. The peace offerings is actually an offering from God. And the sin offering is actually an offering from God. But they were doing it on the wrong altar. Which was the altar of idolatry. Uh-huh. So someone is singing, I love you, Lord. She's lying. She doesn't love the Lord. She doesn't love the Lord. Yeah, your life is best of all a testimony than whatever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let us eat and drink. For tomorrow we die. Feasting. Strong feasting. Moses was shocked. He was shocked. <laughs> Strong feasting. Worshipping. It's, it's called self-worship. Yeah, self-worship. Whatever makes you happy. So, uh, there are places where uh, someone can decide not to even come to church for a very long time, and it's not a problem. In this place, when we follow up on you, you are even worried that why are we following up on you? I don't want to come to the church again. Why are you worrying me like that? Just leave me. It's not supposed, we don't just leave. Is it by force? It is by force. You have to be in the house of God. No, it is for your, it's for your own good. You understand? It is for your own good. We like you, we love you, we want you to end up well. That's why we are bothering you like that. Though. It's not because we don't have anything to do. We have some other things to do, but you are more important than those things. That's why we come to your room and come and call you, because we want you to have a better place when you move out of this place. Sometimes our ministry is not, ministry is not, so, it's not obvious, it's not evident immediately. It's like we are not doing much, but we are doing a lot for you. Submit yourself unto God. Okay? It's very important. The Bible says that judgment shall begin from the house of God. Then it says, if the righteous be scarcely be saved, the righteous, we are the righteous of God, we've preached that to you. It says, even the righteous, it is scarce because of these things. It is scarce for them to be saved. How much more the ungodly? No, no, no. How much more? Look at Hebrews chapter 12. Last three verses of Hebrews chapter 12. Let me show it to you. Serious business. So, brothers and sisters, it is in your own interest, okay? If there's something you can do, and there's something you can do, don't you have a mouth? Don't you have a hand? Can't you, can't you bring someone to church? Can't you bring someone to church? The house of, this place should be filled four times. Very easily. If each and every one of us sitting here know, and I, I admit, and accept the fact that, let me bring two people to the house of God. Every Sunday when I'm coming, until this person is established, I'm not going to live his life for him. Worry, just like someone is worrying you now, you to decide I'm going to worry somebody. Did you want to come to church when they were bringing you to church? Pastor. Are you glad that you are fine now? Yes, Pastor. How about you? <laughs> this girl, we followed up and went, yes, she was not minding anybody. Today she's bringing people to church. Yes. Yes. Because she has understanding, she's come to understand some things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't use your, your talents, your abilities, the things that have been given to you, the gifts that have been given to you for God, for yourself, and for other things. That is idolatry. That's where it begins. That's why idolatry begins in the house of God. Go, let's go to, go to verse 26 so that it makes more sense, okay? Go to 25. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. 
For if they escape not, he's talking about the same group, the church in the wilderness that we are talking about. He says, so if they escape not, who refuse him? That speak on earth. That was Moses. How much more shall not we? Who is the we? Christians who? Christ, say Christians. I said to you the last time that Paul preached two things. Okay? Grace. The gospel of the grace of God and the gospel of the kingdom. One can't function without the other. In the body of Christ now, we have people who preach only the gospel of the kingdom. What I'm preaching now is what they preach. They are always preaching holiness, like change, everybody should change, everybody. You see, but the grace of God has made us perfect before God. Okay? That, but however, that perfection is legal. Okay? It's legal. You must allow the grace of God to work in you so that you can live that, you can express that perfection. Hallelujah. Okay? And what will help you to express that perfection is the gospel of the kingdom of God, which I'm sharing with you now. The fact that there's a time coming. Don't just live your life anyhow. Because if you hear the gospel of the kingdom of grace, you will think that you can just mess up and do whatever you want to do. But immediately you start thinking like that, the gospel of the kingdom of, of God must be preached to you. For you to know that, hey, the fact that I've been forgiven does not mean that I can mess up. I have to live my life. The Bible says that she has been forgiven of much. Therefore, she will love much. If you know that you have been forgiven a lot, you will love a lot. You will not just live your life anyhow. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 13. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 13 before we continue here. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. Next verse. For the love of Christ constraineth us. You can't be a child of God and live your life for yourself. It's just for the love of Christ constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one man died for all, then we're all dead. Next verse. And that he died for all, so that all they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him who died for them and rose again. The question you should be asking yourself is, what, Jesus, what do you want me to do for you? Not, Jesus, you have done all things for me so I can mess up. It's just one-sided. That's why people are criticizing grace now. It's not supposed to be criticized, but because of the resources producing in a certain way. A lot of, they call it hyper-grace. And they'll mention Joseph Prince as a propounder of hyper-grace. Well, it's not true. He's, he's not said anybody should fool around. He's not said that. Yes, yes, yes. They're saying that he's the one who is saying it. But who, who preaches nicer than uh, uh, jo- uh, Joseph Prince? How many of you know Joseph Prince? Very wonderful preacher. Yeah, preaching the grace of God. Because a lot of people know that they are not correct. A lot of Christians, we've been exposed to law for a long time. You go to church and the preacher is preaching about sin. I don't know if you've seen that before. Yesterday, what you did, the Lord has seen you. He will punish you for it. That's the message. He will punish you. So, we, we've, gotten, we've gotten so used to it that people go to church, they don't expect anything else. So, they, they just sit down and they don't hear what the preacher has said because their ears are now closed. The, the preacher talks, but they don't know what he's saying. And then they walk out. They keep going 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. But the gospel of the kingdom of grace is what, is what will build you up. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. That is the only thing that will build you up. Knowing that you don't have to struggle for anything. God has done everything. You get it? Uh-huh. Knowing that you don't have to become righteous. God has made you righteous. God has made you righteous. That's the truth. It's the truth of the gospel. It's the truth. We now have the life of God. We are different. We are children of God. We have faith. We don't lack faith. We have faith. No condemnation. We have been forgiven. We are the ones who have been forgiven. 
It doesn't mean that you shouldn't confess your sins when you do something wrong. You must confess, because it's in the Bible that if we sin, we should confess our sins. And he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't it? Because when you do something wrong, your righteousness is affected. In your own sight, not in God's sight. That's what God, he's okay. But in your sight and your experience, it is affected. So you need to confess your sin and he forgives you. But in Ephesians chapter 4, last verse of Ephesians chapter 4, we know that we have been forgiven. It says, forgive others. Even as Christ, for God's sake, has forgiven you. We've been forgiven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And be ye kind. Already, and be ye kind one to another. Turn out to forgive one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Have you seen it? God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't confess your sin. So some people will say that this uh, is a problem. Some people will say that because of this, you can do whatever you want to do. Your sins, past, present, and future, has been forgiven. It's the truth. That's the truth. However, you must confess your sins when you do something wrong so that you can be restored into a right tone of fellowship with God. Do you understand? Uh So it's it's a thin line. For instance, Paul from Ephesians chapter 1 all the way to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. Paul preaches about what we have become in Christ. Everything. We have become this, you are 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 this. He says so many beautiful things. Then from the 17 going, he says that don't walk as the hidden walk. He immediately brings in the gospel of the kingdom. Don't walk as the hidden walk. Who alienated from the, from, the, from the fellowship of God, from the life of God. This I say, they will testify in the Lord that henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. Then he goes on and on and on, on all the way to chapter 6. Same thing with Colossians. Colossians chapter 1 all the way to chapter 3. Chapter 3, middle of chapter 3, he stops. Then he starts talking about at the other side. The fact that you have been made a, a righteous Man in Christ, he says, does not mean that you can fool around and everything will be okay. It's not true. He died for us so that those of us who are alive should no more henceforth live unto themselves, but live unto the one who died and gave himself for them. We are to live for Christ. We are to live our lives for Jesus. What do you want me to do with myself? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? Not I'll say anything because you love me. I'll do anything because he loves me. No, it's a mistake. You don't understand the love of God. I'll fornicate and do whatever I want to do. Those who fornicated died in the desert. It is that dangerous. Don't just be removing your pennies anyhow. You are looking for which, uh, which ne- the nearest hole to put it in. Yes. Hey! There's something wrong with you. You're a Christian. Christian. Christian child of God. They even say that, oh, don't, we are in the kingdom of grace. We are in the dispensation of grace now so when we finish we just confess our sins everything will be fine my grace my grace will even cover for you dear lady don't worry go back to hebrews hebrews chapter 12 you must be careful see i must be careful you have to be careful the grace of god is there for us to develop in god take grace hmm? just come boldly towards the throne of grace that you might find mercy Okay, that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help you in your time of need. The grace of God is there to help you in a time of need. Not when you finish falling, then you come. God, you, Abby, you know. Abby, you know that. You know, say, this, this particular thing, when it comes, <laughs> they wake me. It be, this this be my weak point. God, you know, you know my weak point already. And you keep bringing it. I've been telling you that when it comes to boozing, I can't help myself. I've told you already. But you keep bringing booze into my, into my life. Why? Let me drink it and be happy. <laughs> no, there's something wrong. I see what I'm talking about. Then when you finish drinking, oh, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry, I don't know. That is for children. There's a level like that. 
but as you grow up, you are supposed to put childish things away. He says, and this word, yet once more, signify the removing of those things that are shaken, as of those things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. This, we don't understand, isn't it? Let's read message, so we can understand. Read message from verse 26. His voice that time shook the earth to its foundations. This time he told us this quite plainly. He will also rock the heavens. In other words, the judgment of the people in the wilderness will be higher in our time. The, 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 the problem they had will be higher in our time than theirs. Because in their time, God's voice shook the earth and they died in the desert. But in our time, God's voice is going to shake the earth and the heaven. Yet it's in our time that everybody thinks that, oh, Charlie, we could fool around. No, be so. One last, it says, his voice that time shook, blah, blah, blah. One last shaking from top to bottom, stem to stem. The phrase, one last shaking, means a thorough house cleaning. Not outside cleaning, house cleaning. Getting rid of all the historical religious junk so that the unshakable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship. Deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house. Touching all that needs to burn. And he won't quit until it's all cleansed. God himself is fire. Let's read the last two verses in King James. It doesn't express it well here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wherefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. Have you seen it? The word have is to lay hold. Let us, we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us lay hold on grace. By which we may serve God acceptably. They were taken out of the desert to go and serve God. When Moses came to Pharaoh and was talking to Pharaoh, he said, let my people go that they may serve God. They may serve me. He said, let my people go so that they may enjoy themselves in the desert. That's what he said. We are saved to save. Not saved to, en- to worship ourselves and to enjoy ourselves. Choose what we like. No, what will you do to your phone when your phone does what it likes? You want to make a call. You want to call your beloved. And as you are calling your beloved, the Snapchat will show up and say, you say at this time we should be Snapchatting. Hallelujah. God, God is the one who saved us. Okay? And he determines what we should do with our lives. The day you became born again, you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Oh. You understand Lord? Lord means what? Master. It means owner. Owner. God owns your life. Jesus owns your life now. Not the other way around. Not you own him. Telling him what you want. What you want to do. And where you want to go. And how you want to live your life. When I see the we, I can't help myself. He says, God is able to keep you from falling. You must depend on God to not smoke. Okay? You fail once, twice, thrice. Don't worry. Still depend on God anyway. Rise up from your, your, where you're falling and say that, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to move on. That is a, you take the grace of God. You don't, but you don't enjoy yourself in it. Like, God, I be you know that. Make will smoke some. How we go do it? Your nose is a chimney, <laughs> and you like it. You get it. The difference is you like it. You love it. You want to be there. You are even preaching. You are even getting other people involved. Yeah. 
Not remorse, like, this thing is not helping me. Father, help me. I take grace, Lord, help me. That is what grace is for. Okay? Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Next verse. For our God is a consuming fire. He's not going to consume others. He's going to consume his own children. The five virgins who were foolish, do you know how they ended up? When they came back to come and knock, they went for the oil. They were told they came back. They came to come and knock. The Lord said, I don't know you. Then he said, put them in outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I was telling you that outer darkness is a place in heaven. It's not in hell. There's one in hell and there's one in heaven. It's a junction between heaven and hell, if you like. Okay? One side is in hell, one side is in, he- is in heaven. The one in heaven, there's weeping. You weep. You remember all the opportunities you had to serve God. All the opportunities you had to do something in the house of God. That you didn't do. And you weep. You will see the rewards that you were supposed to have, that you didn't get. Just imagine if you are hungry, you want to eat kelewele, and they brought kelewele to your nose, and they are taking it to your friend. What will you do? What will you do? It will pain you, isn't it? Ah. And they are not giving the kelewele because you didn't peel the, the cocoa, <laughs> the ripe plantain. They, you didn't peel it. When they brought it to you to peel, you didn't peel it. So they'll bring, they'll bring the prepared one to your nose. <laughs> then they'll take you to the one who peeled it. And you remember the opportunity they gave you to peel it. And you remember, ah, if I peeled it, I would have been eating, only peeling. The peeling was not anything. Just peel it, they will fry, they will do everything and bring it to you. You didn't peel. Because you didn't peel, what will you do? You will say, ah. <laughs> Weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's in heaven, it's not in hell. The one in hell is wailing. Do you, do you know the difference between wailing and weeping? Wail and let me see, try and wail. Some people are too diplomatic. They are there. Yeah. Yeah. Be willing. No. When someone you love passes on, it's not easy. Have you ever experienced it before? You've lost someone who was very close to you. Hey, it's very painful. Yeah, very, very painful. That's why most men can't live long when their wives die. Most men, when their wife dies, one year later he also dies. He can't. Yeah, men who love their wives. Yeah. If you had plenty of girlfriends, you have solace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How are you going to live your life? Decide that I'll live my life for Christ. Why do we tell you to pray in tongues? So that you can develop your spirit some more to be able to understand who God is more. Why do we tell you to read your Bible? It's not, it's not just for fun. No. no. It's because we have your future in mind. So I'm talking to you like that. Okay? Don't just be moving around. I know who I oh, I know who I am. We sang those songs to help you to become a better child of God. That was why those songs, songs were sung. Not you finish, I know who I am. Then you go, you live like you don't know who you are. Messing up, doing whatever you want to do. Saying to yourself, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. They worship themselves. They worship themselves. They were, they were happy. They were in the church. Everything was fine for them. Everything was okay. Oh, why should we stress ourselves? Have you read this book before? Final Quest. 
If you've read Final Quest before, if you haven't, you should. As a child of God, you should read that book. Try and read it before Sunday. It's a book that grips you. So you can read it within one week. Not many chapters. Not many pages. Read it. In that book, there was a demonic horde that was marching against the church. Okay? Guess what? The demons were prepared. The devil was prepared to kill a lot of Christians. Destroy a lot of Christians. Do you know what the Christian army was doing? Guess. What do you think they were doing? They were partying strong. And showing peace sign. Everything is fine. So typical of what, of what I'm telling you now. Same thing. It's scriptural. 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 All of us should become missionaries. Everybody's thing should become a missionary. You see, Christianity only exists in a certain belt of the world. People died for us to become Christians. Do you know? Read about the Basel missions to Ghana. You'll be surprised. People like you, 18, 20, 21, 22, they came with coffins as their luggages. Their luggage was a coffin. Because they knew that when they come after two years, they would die. Mosquitoes were just biting them and they died. They knew that they would die, but they came anyway. Young boys, they hadn't had sex before, nothing. They just came. You want to have sex before you give your life to Christ? You want to marry before you can do some things for God? No. Someone said, Jesus is coming. The other person said, hey, please don't talk like that. I'm not, I'm not yet married. Let me marry first. When I finish marrying, when I marry and I, I go like seven rounds, then God, Jesus can come. Hallelujah. They were partying strong, doing peace sign. It's not time for peace at all. My wife and I was in Sierra Leone earlier last month. Ask her how many churches we found there. Before the war, Christianity was high in Sierra Leone. After the war, Islam is 75%. Yes. We were in Dubai last week. Ask her how many churches we found there. I don't remember seeing any. I, don't, I didn't see even one. Is it not part of the world we are supposed to preach to? You said, go into all the world. We are all sitting in Ghana. Everything is fine. Peace sign, y'all. Peace, y'all. We have bishops and whatever. Everybody, we are even fighting over churches. Pastors are fighting over churches. Take this one's church and take this one's church and do this. And foolish things in Guam. When there are souls perishing in other places. The first time the gospel came to Africa. Do you know the gospel came to Africa before it went anywhere else? Straight from Jerusalem, it came to Africa. Straight. It was in Algeria, Ethiopia, and in Egypt. These three places. Do you know what the Africans did when they had it? They were arguing about things. Arguing about whether Jesus was God, or Jesus was the Son of God, or Jesus was... Whether... They were asking... They were <laughs> say, it, say it to them. <laughs> if a mosquito falls into the anointing, does it contaminate the anointing or the anointing um, contaminates the mosquito. Foolish things. Go on. Then, <laughs> yes, they were arguing about unnecessary things. I'm telling you, it's, it's historical. It's happened. It's happened. AD 300 coming. It happened live. Eh, have you heard of Atanasius contra Mundum? Atanasius against the world. Yeah, all those arguments were done in Alexandria in, in Egypt. Yeah. Africa became the headquarters of the gospel at that time. All the great bishops were here. And they lost it. So we went to Europe. The Europeans took it and brought it back to Africa. Preached to us and helped us. 
Now they don't have the light anymore. We have the light. The biggest churches are in Africa. They are in Nigeria. They are in Nigeria. Guess what? The gospel is in Nigeria. The second place is Ghana. The third place is Kenya. The fourth place is South Africa. Finish. Oh, is that true? So if we decide not to do anything and sit down and enjoy ourselves, just enjoy ourselves, worship us, and do whatever we want to do, what do you think will happen to the church? It will just die. The number one sending country of missionaries is Ghana. Oh, yes. Lighthouse, Pentecost. It's finished. Then some other people also come in. So we have to do, what do you think? We have to do something. What do you think? We have to serve God. Don't, don't you think we have to serve God? Yes. You must marry and go with your wife to a certain country. And I'm willing and ready to send you. Yes. I'm willing and ready to send you. Something can come out of your life. Some people can be saved because of you. You must use your life to get extra oil. There must be extra oil in, an, in a vessel. That is for you. Hallelujah. Don't just be there. Decide. I want to become closer to God. The one who saved me. He saved me, I know. I want to become closer to him. I don't want to indulge in unnecessary things. That will not help anybody. That is why you've been preached to. That is why the gospel of grace has been spoken to you. And the people sat down to eat and drink. And they rose up to play. Enough of the play. Tell anybody, enough of the play. Let's be serious. But let's be serious. This Bible reading thing, let's take it serious. Eh? Let's do the Bible reading thing. Let's do the speaking in tongues thing. Let's do the faith thing. Let's do the preaching well. The preaching thing well. Eh? What do you think? Yeah. It's like in a church, you can have a church of a thousand people. Only hundred are leaders. Even that one is a, it's an extraordinary thing. Church of thousand and hundred are leaders is extraordinary. Every other person is doing their own thing. They'll give all their time to every other thing. They'll come to church. Two hours, they want to go back. You are angry. After two hours of staying in the house of God, you are angry. Is this, is this correct? Who, who are you worshipping? Are you worshipping God or are you worshipping your work? Or worshipping your beloved? Or worshipping any other thing? What do you think? No, judge yourself. Am I being too hard? I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. When we close up, pop on, you are gone. You are gone. Because when you are coming, we ain't even happy that you are coming. You call Uber during your announcement. As the announcement is being, pa, 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 Uber, are you coming? You realize that it's 30 cities, then you cut it. Then you go again, you realize it's 15 cities. Okay, pa, 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 I want it now. Then, but let's be serious. It's a, it's a dangerous thing. We are, we are treading on dangerous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you going to be serious with God? Yeah. Rise up on your feet and yes. Thank God for what I shared with you. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Say something to God. Some of you need to repent of some things. Tell God I repent. Repenting has to do with naming and claiming. Tell God I'm sorry I did this. Forgive me. I take forgiveness myself. And I move on with my life. I'll take grace to help me in time of need. I'll not live my life anyhow. I'll live my life with purpose in mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God for what I shared with you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. 
or print counseling call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.